Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to share today's conversation with you because it's a real life example of how chakra healing can change your life. Uh, A few months ago, Sylvia Lewis, who is a listener of the show, just like you, reached out to me to tell me her story of healing through chakra work. It was such an interesting story because she experienced a physical healing that restored her fertility after she'd been diagnosed as unable to have children, as well as an emotional healing, resolving many of the traumas she experienced as a child. As you know, so many of these things are intertwined. Sylvia persisted in her intuitive chakra work, primarily through art and painting and creation, spending several years doing the hard inner work that we all say we want to do. She worked with a variety of coaches, but she did a lot of it on her own. Her life was a hard one. I'm not going to lie to you, but as you'll hear, she learned to trust herself and use her art and creativity for healing. And now she helps other people do the same, even people like me who don't really consider themselves visual artists. I invited her onto the show to share her story, and she graciously agreed. Sylvia is the founder of Artistry Heals, which is a business aimed at teaching the healing power of art and creativity. She's an artist, a chakra coach, an astrologist, and a manifestation expert. She's a wife, and she is a mom to three boys, a 15-year-old that she adopted when he was two, an 18-month-old, and a 10-month-old golden doodle. Sylvia has several workshops available that we talk about toward the end of the episode. Uh, you can check them out on her website, www.artistryheals.com, and find her on Instagram at ya underscore highness. That's Y-A underscore highness, H-I-G-H-N-E-S-S, both of which I'll link in the show notes. I'll, of course, put more info about me there as well, so you can find your chakra coach on Facebook and Instagram, but be sure to follow Sylvia on Instagram. Her account is really fun and unsurprisingly, very artistic and beautiful. I hope you enjoy her story and you learn how to heal yourself through art. And one more thing, if you have a really interesting or unique story about your chakra healing, message me. I would love to know about it. And maybe you want to be on the show just like Sylvia. All right. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, Sylvia. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you so much. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me today. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. So this is kind of uh, a special moment for me because we connected because you were actually a listener of the show. And you're like, actually, I think I have something that I could offer the world. And I was like, cool, let's do it. So you have a really interesting sort of journey that you went on, uh, like a a healing journey and and chakra work was part of that. So, I mean, let's just jump right into it. If you're cool with that, let's just, let's just get right to the sort of fun stuff. Sure. Sure. 
So this, my healing journey, I would say started in about 2012. Um, in 2012, I was diagnosed with infertility. Um, I had a number of tests done and the result was that a doctor came and told me that I would be unable to conceive naturally without in vitro fertilization. Mm -hmm. At the time I had been married for a year um, in a previous relationship, um, a previous marriage. And I was only, I was only about 25 at the time. So needless to say. That feels pretty young. Yeah. To be told the rest of your life is exactly be different than what you thought it might be exactly and it was just it was devastating for me because it's something that came so easily to other people around me um like I have siblings um mom I'm actually one of nine so yeah my mom has no trouble having children (laughs) I guess not so that was totally unexpected too as well as being just devastating on a personal level you had no possible way of thinking that was ever going to be a diagnosis for you Exactly, exactly. Um, I'd been married a year and we'd been trying to conceive during that time and nothing was happening. So that's what led me to going to the doctor. And during that time, my partner wasn't very open to discussing it. It was mm-hmm. a very sensitive topic for, for both of us. And so I love using this quote that I heard from someone named Eileen Miller. She's an uh, an author and her daughter actually had autism and was nonverbal. And she said, art can permeate the deepest parts of us where no words exist. And that resonated with me and resonates with me every day so deeply because during that time, I felt as if I could not communicate my feelings. And shortly after receiving that diagnosis, it might have even been the same day, I'm not really sure, I went to the art supply store and bought a canvas, paint, brushes, and I went home and I laid down a towel on the, on the floor and I started painting and I hadn't painted since high school. And I, the first thing that I painted was actually a woman, a pregnant woman, it was just of her womb and it was like you could see inside the womb it, there was a baby in there like mm-hmm. I painted the, the fetus and then it had flowers all the way around it and that was the first time I didn't know it at the time but it was my first piece of art where I manifested uh-huh. from that part because fast forward some years down the road and I now have a son who is 18 months that I had conceived naturally. And I didn't know at the time, but I was putting all of my emotions on that canvas. And I was really just hoping and dreaming that what the doctors had told me wasn't true. And I remember that day, like it was yesterday, honestly. And that's kind of where things started for me. And after that, I started making other things. I um, created a painting about my pain as a child of not being connected to my family and my siblings. And there was, there was nine of us and we were kind of all like split apart 
we didn't really all live together. So my painting was just silhouettes of our bodies in different places and how disconnected I felt from them. Um, and just really using art to just process a lot of the things that I had not been dealing with. And it, I'm, I didn't really have any of the other tools that I'm using today though. So sure. it kind of had me spiraling a little bit because I'm bringing up these, these like very big emotions and big feelings, but I'm putting them on the canvas but I'm not really processing them, right? So interesting. That's yeah. so interesting because I would think of the art as being a way to process them, but for you, it was bringing them up and then they just almost had nowhere to go beyond that that canvas. Right, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. I felt like my feelings were there and it was, I was like finally facing them, like looking at them, but I didn't know what to do with them. That's interesting. I'm also really, I'm so very interested because you said you started painting because of this diagnosis, but within your relationship, which we think of as being a very sacral chakra experience, you weren't able to express your feelings, which we think of as being like a throat sacral chakra kind of connection. Yes. And so instead of forcing the verbal expression, you dropped back down into that sacral chakra and started to create I mean you you talk about you know manifesting the baby but you were literally creating something outside of yourself in the form of this art in a way that allowed that energy to sort of keep moving as opposed to get completely stuck and stagnant in your like in your throat area would you say that's kind of how that came I mean it's so interesting that you just you were like I've got to go to the art store I would, that would never occur to me. I would be like, I'm miserable. I would never be like, better hit the art store, better get some paint. So I love that that was sort of like an instinct for you. Yes, that was my instinct. And I'm so happy that I did follow it. Um, so yes, I was, I was unable to, like, like you said, use my throat chakra to verbalize those feelings. I was just expressing. So when you think about that, and we know our lower chakras are more physical, right? So I hadn't, gone into the spiritual realm of fixing what was going on with my spirit, fixing what was going on with my intuition and all of my upper chakras. Yet, I had no knowledge of chakras. Um, and honestly, I really didn't know anything about spirituality beyond growing up as a Christian. Sure. So I think that's really a common story. So you're having all these big feelings, you're getting them out on the canvas and you realize you're not sure like what to do next. What, what did you do? How did you know how to take a next step? So honestly, it let, so since I had all these big feelings and nothing to do with them, I wanted to suppress them. I wanted to suppress them. I wanted sure. them to, to go away. I wanted to hide from them. There was so much shame in that diagnosis and guilt. Like I had done something wrong. Um, but so what I started to do is I really just started partying. <laughs> Party. Yes. That's reasonable. Totally reasonable. Yep. Drinking a lot. Um, just numbing myself. That's right. Anything at all on. that that stops those feelings from, from showing themselves. Oh, anything. Yeah. That's anything at all. And and avoiding the fact that, you know, I actually wanted to have a baby. Everyone was during that time, you know, you first get married and everyone's like, when are you gonna have a baby? When are you gonna have a baby? And it's like, 
the world, everyone in the world, all my friends, my family, some of them, I didn't tell what was going on. So they didn't know. So I had friends coming to me and telling me they wanted to get abortions. I had um, to support some, some people through those things, even though I was in so much pain. And I remember leaving a baby shower once and just being in tears in the car because I was just so sad. And like I said, I wasn't properly dealing with those emotions, even though they were on, they were on a canvas. Um, It was just temporary though. It wasn't a long-term solution. And then one day I hit, you know, that point where you're like, whoa, either this is going to go real, real bad, real fast, or it's going to get better. And I decided, um, because although I didn't have my own children, I was raising my nephew, who I now consider my son. Um, He is 15 years old. And at the time, I believe he was about five. And I had, I've been raising him since he was two. And that was my reason to keep going. That was my reason. I'm like, I know he needs me. Um, and I'm here for a reason I know, but I don't know what that reason is yet. So I said, you know what, Sylvia, you're going to pull yourself out of this dark place. You know, that place where you don't want to leave the bed. You don't want to talk to anyone. Um, and you kind of just want to isolate yourself. And I was like, do something nice for yourself. Go get your nails done. And there was this girl who does nails in the, in the area. And I wanted, I've always wanted her to do my nails, but for whatever reason, I never scheduled an appointment. So I was like, you know what, let me reach out to her and schedule this appointment and go get my nails done. And I went there and it was almost if I've, as if I've known her from somewhere else. She instantly felt like a soul sister to me. She was someone who I felt comfortable expressing myself with. And I confided in her about my infertility diagnosis. And we found out. Yeah, like this wasn't the first day, but uh, somewhere along the way, she had invited me to yoga so many times. And, you know, at first I was like, oh, I don't want to go because I was probably depressed. And um, after a while, I was like, okay, I'll go. And I started going to yoga with her. Mm -hmm. And then I found out she was a Reiki practitioner. And I had no idea what Reiki was at the time, but um, I'm telling her my story and she's like, you need Reiki. And she's like, you know what? Just get up right now and get on the table. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Why not? (laughs) Right. Hey, I'm willing to try anything. Absolutely. Yes. Because she said that she was like, do you have your uterus? And I was like, yes, I still have my uterus. She was like, then you can have a baby. She was like, don't listen to what those doctors are telling you. And I was like, wow. Okay. Show me how. Right. Because <laughs> so, if you know, I, w- I would like that information, please. Exactly. So she laid me on the table and she started to do Reiki on my shock, um, my sacral chakra area. And it started to get so warm. There was this warm sensation. And I opened my eyes and looked at her and she wasn't touching me. So it was just like, I could feel energy moving around that was my first introduction to the chakra system. And after that, we started doing Reiki sessions and she started teaching me about the chakras. And that was what I needed to connect the dots between my creativity Mm -hmm. and my healing, my real healing. 
After I learned about the chakra system and explored my sacral chakra, I started creating every day. I choose, I told her that I wanted to be an artist and she told me that I was already an artist and that I should start to act like an artist and embody the energy of an artist. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna do that. So I started doing that, started creating every day. Um, I came up with just out of nowhere, I don't know, like being in touch with my third eye now, getting all these ideas, right? All these, these downloads about what I should be doing. And one of the things that came up was you need to make candles. And I'm like, really candles? I've never made candles before. So I started making candles and they were, I call them healing candles because they had crystals and herbs. And I, I did a chakra line where I did like crystals and herbs that went with that chakra. And I dyed the candles, the colors of the chakras. And I started selling those candles. Um, I went to different events to sell those candles. I sold some just over my Instagram DM messaging and, you know, I, then I got an Etsy account and things started to take off from there with the, with my candle business. I don't have it now, but, um, it, it was great for me during the time that it did serve me. Mm-hmm. Um, I participated in the art show. <laughs> so I displayed my paintings that's amazing. Art show. Yes. Oh my gosh. Was that like a huge vulnerable moment for you to put that out very there? Very much so. Very much so. Oh, I was, wow. I mean, that's like your innermost self on a canvas and you're like, here, everybody come take a look at my pain. Exactly. And judge me. <laughs> and <laughs> judge crazy. me. Fantastic. It's, it's what crazy. everybody wants so, in life. It was, it was an art show with three other women, local women. Um, it was great to connect with them and see them. And they'd been doing art a lot longer than I had been like professionally, I guess you could say professionally. And I learned so much from them. I am still connected with one person who I did that art show with. She's now a tattoo artist, which is amazing cool. and, yeah. and crazy. Yeah. Um, but she's, she's such a talented artist. And then I participated in a body paint art show yes it was you're gonna have to you're gonna have to elaborate on that did you paint yourself did you paint other people so I painted someone else I've actually painted um the girl who introduced me to chakras oh and yeah I um I painted her body and like I was so nervous to to do this because I'd never done it before and she's like whenever you're uncomfortable or nervous about something it's probably because you should do it Right. And I was like, oh, you're right. You're so right. I did it. And it was so liberating. I felt so good after doing that. Then I had my own solo art show. And that was for me, really, because I felt that I needed to do that. I needed to show my work and just give it the attention and credit that it deserved just it was a sacral chakra event actually so I did I had uh, orange foods <laughs> I had uh-huh, like orange aromatherapy diffusers going and um, sacral vibration music going on it was it was mostly my close friends and family but 
it was everything that I needed for that time in my life. I went on to do a mural in the community, um, just many, many different art projects. Then people started asking me to do sip and paints. Oh, and sure. initially I was against it because I just felt my art was more spiritual hmm. and that, you know, it wouldn't like, I wanted to teach art healing. I didn't want to teach arts, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think it does, right? Like keeping the oh, sacredness around the art instead of yes. what can feel almost more commercial. Right, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Interesting. But um, life took me on a journey and I ended up getting, um, breaking up from my previous marriage. It was, it was, it was just time. And it just, it, it was not, um, it wasn't good for either one of us involved. And around that same time, I got fired from my nine to five that I hated. And oh, what a bummer. <laughs> I know. And it feels like the end of the world, though, in the moment, doesn't it? Yes. Like, it's what like, is going to happen now? I know. So I kept, I kept asking the universe, God, to release what no longer serves me. I would do these moon rituals um, during the moon, new moon and the full moon and ask to be released from things that weren't serving me. And then all of a sudden. There you were. You, you asked for it. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> the universe was like, well, isn't this what you said you wanted? Yes. No longer serving you. Exactly. So it's gone. And there was this feeling, Sarah, of like free falling from a building. Like after that happened, it's like, okay, what are you going to do now? You just have to trust the universe and you have to trust yourself and have that confidence that you're going to be okay. And so it was me and my son um, and we had to find an apartment and we, we just, we did it. Like I sold candles. It was right before the pandemic. Um, I started selling candles online. I started, um, making kits with crystals and candles and different things like that. And that's how I paid my rent. Um, and it worked for a, a long while. And I then felt, you know, something telling me like, okay, now you need to get a job. <laughs> you need, you need to, you need to get a little bit, a little bit of stability, um, so I got a job, didn't last long, that, that didn't last long, honestly. Um, I started working again in the sales field and I just hated it so much and left that job, started, I got a job at a school as a counselor, um, where I was helping kids who we, we say like at-risk students. So students with academic problems, behavior problems, um, attendance issues, um, being a resource to parents who needed things. This was during the pandemic again. So some parents didn't have internet for home, you know, for um, virtual school. And I was helping to connect them with resources and I was feeling so full, honestly. Once the kids started coming back to school, I got to start doing art with the kids and teaching them breathing techniques and teaching them meditation and teaching them social emotional learning and just learning about their emotions. And it was amazing. Um, during that time, also, I rekindled a relationship with my high school sweetheart. 
and we're married now. We have a son together. And I think life just, everything that I was writing down in those rituals and everything that I was um, hoping for was happening now. I think this is such an important story because it wasn't as if you were just doing some rituals and then it all came true. Like you went through some dark times. I mean, your marriage ended, you lost a job. There was a pandemic during which you had to, you know, create this whole new idea of selling candles and kits, you know, and that was coming, you know, that wasn't coming from just like, oh, a cute little hobby. It was literally how you were paying your rent, your bills, putting food on the table. You know, that is not I think we we sometimes think that this chakra work and this healing work is all going to be unicorns and flowers and butterflies and beautiful things. And it's not, it's It's sometimes very dark and it's painful, but the reason I think it's so important to have that discussion, like all of the things that you just shared is that you didn't give up on yourself. You didn't give up on your art. You didn't give up on your healing journey you sort of were able to sit down into that deep trust in yourself and trust in the universe through that healing. And now you're out on the other side. And of course, now it's like, everything's everything I ever wanted is here, but it wasn't as if it was like, there it is. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Overnight success. It was a, it was like big journey for you. Like I said, I got diagnosed in 2012. That's right. That was a decade ago. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And my son, he's only 18 months. So that's right. it took a while for that to happen, but I didn't give up. Like you said, I, I stuck with it. I worked on my chakras the whole time during this process. Um, I would start from root and make my way up to crown over and over and over. That's exactly how you have to do it. Yes. So I do want to talk real briefly. So you're diagnosed with infertility, but now you and your, your husband have a son together that you did not need sort of external intervention to conceive. I mean, what do you, where do you get that? Like, how does that happen? You, it just. Well, it was magic. That's how I look at it because I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't trying. We weren't trying. Um, It was very early in our relationship actually. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of a surprise for both of us. Honestly, it was. Well, of course, and of course it was a surprise. You'd been told by a doctor and MD that you were not going to be able to conceive. And so yes. to then discover that you had, how could it not be a surprise? Yes, it was a surprise. It was, I was, I didn't find out that I was pregnant until I was 10 weeks pregnant because oh. I, I was in denial. I sure. was totally in denial. I was experiencing symptoms. I was getting sick. And I was like, there is no way. Like my friends would say, you're pregnant. You need to take a pregnancy test. And I'm like, no, I have COVID. I took a COVID test. It was. I have to take some sort of test. I'll take a COVID test. I'm yes. not pregnant. I must. I, must I took a COVID test. Oh, that's not like, funny. I'm sorry to laugh, but. Yes. You thought that is some serious denial. Yes. I was, I was like, I can't believe this. And so the moment that I finally realized that maybe I should take a pregnancy test is I was in a meeting, um, a virtual meeting for the school that I was working at. And I had this sensation 
like a crazy sensation to throw up. Like I was like, oh, oh my God, like never before had I felt like that. And I went and I, you know, did what I needed to do. And I came back and sat down and I was like, I need to take a pregnancy test. And so I took a test and the first person I called was one of my sisters and I cried on the phone to her and I said, I'm pregnant. And she cried and we screamed on the phone and it's like making me emotional now thinking about that moment. But um, I was so excited and I was like, wow, you know how many pregnancy tests I've taken? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, um, when, while we were trying to conceive and even after that, where there were times where I was like, am I pregnant? Like, maybe. And um, my cycle was never regular. So it was always like, hard to tell. My cycle did not regulate actually until I started working on my chakras. Yeah. I, I don't know if you listened to the episode I did a while back with uh, Andrea and she talks about, she talks a lot about like doing inner healing work to regulate your cycle, right? That our energies and our bodies are so connected. So yes, it's not, I it's not that, that but I need to listen to that one. Yeah. It's true. People think that you get diagnosed with this physical issue and that it's purely physical and it's not, it's mental, it's spiritual. And exploring my sacral um, took me took me a long time, really, it did. And I'm still exploring it, right? Um, it's, it never ends, it's a forever journey. But I, so many things came up for me when I was exploring my sacral chakra that I suppressed um, so many, memories that I suppressed um, came up during exploring my shake roll and just the smallest things, right? You're a teenager, you're growing up and, you know, you have people in your family and women in your family and they're like, uh, pull your shirt up, the boobs are showing. Um, like wear a turtleneck, wear a sweatshirt. Like I went one year, I think it was like 10th grade where I would walk around school with a huge jacket on because I didn't want people staring at me because I was so ashamed of my body. Mm-hmm. And um, well, and it's not as if society isn't also reinforcing that, right? Like society and the culture would very much like you as a woman to be embarrassed of your body, ashamed of your body yes, as much as possible. Exactly, exactly. So just all those things, all those um, agreements, if you're familiar with um, the four agreements, all those agreements that I made a long time ago that I had to let go of, you know, like those, those things were holding me captive. And during, during my exploration of my chakras is when I realized that and I was able to disconnect from those agreements um ultimately but it was not easy it was no, not like never sunshine unfortunately never is sunshine. that would be lovely that would be great if it was but <laughs> yeah so were you continuing to paint and do artistic creations throughout all of this have you ever like stopped or are you just like full-time that's just part of who you are now that's full-time part of who I am yeah and part of what you do now is help others who are in sort of the same situation use art like uh visual art on mm-hmm. their healing journeys which i think is something amazing and incredible but it's not something that i do personally so what i'd really love to know is like how do you how do you do that so <laughs> thing, i love to tell people this all the time 
you are creative. You are, there's an artist inside of you that is waiting to be awakened. And sometimes it's hard to access that artistic nature when we're in survival mode, when we're like just caught up in our day to day. And we have these, we've made agreements a long time ago about what we're good at, right? Like, okay, I tried this. I'm not as good as them. So I'm not going to explore it anymore. But art really isn't about skill level. It's really about expression. It's so, that's why we can use the chakra system and art together, right? Throat chakra, expression, like it's a way for people to express themselves without using words, right? So usually what I do is I have to take them to that place, you know, um, the place you go when you meditate, the place you go when you quiet your mind and you're receptive to hearing affirmations like you are creative, you are expressive, you are an artist. And, you know, that might make people uncomfortable saying that or thinking that. But the first thing that I do is get people into a relaxed state. So through meditation, usually, um, I have to tell this story about one of my workshops where, okay, I don't think like they weren't expecting me, they were expecting me to come and do art and they weren't really expecting me to go into meditation or anything, right? So I'm like, before we get started, before we touch anything, because let me tell you how it goes before I do that. Uh, I don't know how to draw. Can you draw that for me? Can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And I'm like, wait, hold on. Everybody just sit down. Before we get started, I want you guys to do me a favor and close your eyes and listen. And I guide people through a meditation usually. Somebody stopped me in the middle of a meditation once like, wait a minute, are you hypnotizing us? Oh my God, that's so funny. I love that. I love that so much. I was like... <laughs> No. no. <laughs> so we, we finished good, meditation and after I asked her, I was like, do you feel hypnotized? She was like, no. <laughs> well, so, I mean, there's just a lot of misconceptions about what meditation and probably even hypnosis are like. Yes, exactly. So, exactly. And if she's never done anything like that before. It would be a little scary. Anything that's new is scary. So anyway, that's amazing. Yes. So I, I usually guide them through a meditation to get them in a relaxed state. Um, most of the time I use affirmations and sometimes I walk them through a visualization, which is my favorite thing to do. Um, okay. For an instance, I love inner child visualizations of getting people to visualize themselves as a child and really going there and saying to yourself what you needed to hear as a child, right? You are loved. You are worthy you are enough all those things that you wanted to hear to then go back and visualize yourself at that that because when we think about when we're a child I have this very specific image that comes in my head all the time it's me at probably six or seven years old with an easter dress on and there's this pic is there's a picture of me this is why I always think about this but my eyes were so sad and I always visualize her when I 
explore my inner child or root chakra, even sacral. And I go give her a hug. I hug her. I, I say, you are worthy. You're enough. I know it doesn't make sense now, but you are supported because I used to have this feeling of not being supported, of being abandoned, of um, a lot of things. But I just try to encourage my younger self that it's just a moment in time. And eventually you're going to realize that some of the people who have the hardest starts have the greatest purpose in life. And I'm going, everything you're going through is for a reason. And just really, after we go through this visualization, sometimes we, I have, um, your in, have your inner child play in a garden. And then when we get out of our visualization, visualization, we paint something significant that we saw within that garden. And usually it's something that brings up a lot of emotions for people. In some of my workshops, they're small enough, I have people share and mm-hmm. they, it's crazy because people think, you know, you have to actually draw like a beautiful garden. You can draw something that symbolizes that garden to you. You can, and honestly, when you get to that place, Sarah, you create something that you didn't even think that you were able to create. And you're like, wow, I made this like, because you really, your walls are down. That inner critic is gone. A cool, cool exercise too is to turn off that to turn off that inner critic is to use the other hand that you're not your your non-dominant hand um to create something i love doing that with root chakra and finger painting because it's like childlike right it's it's you're just it's it's freedom right it's so visceral too it's the you know very kinesthetic yes exactly and it's it's you even working with clay in um, the root chakra, that it's connected to earth. It's it's our um, our reminder that we are a part of this. Like we are a part of this beautiful, magical world and universe. And we have the power to use any of these things that the universe and God has left for us to heal ourselves, to create, because that's why we're here. Um, if you think about it, Sarah, you're creative. You created a, an entire podcast. You yeah. have over 150 episodes about the chakras. And you're, there's like, so I found you through searching chakra on um, the podcast app and Apple. And when you search that, there's not, there's people who have episodes on chakras, but for someone to make an entire podcast dedicated to chakras and exploring the chakras and you have over 150 episodes you have been using your creativity to do that and although it's not really art so to speak it is art because what's the end product words art can be poetry art can be music art can be um visual art as well too um yeah that's right I might Yes, I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, I, I don't really paint. I think mm-hmm. it's neat or sculpt or anything. But yeah, I do think like my artistic side comes out through uh, my voice. I sing, I dance, I do those kinds of expressive things. Yes, um, but yes. I'm fascinated by the visual arts, the use of the paint. And 
to me, it sounds like you're saying, you know, if people are, are lucky enough to be able to go to one of your live workshops, then they could be guided, but that they can also just in the privacy of their own homes, mm-hmm. grab some colored pencils, some, some of their kids' crayons, yeah. right? That the medium is not necessarily what's important. No. The idea is to, like you said, let those walls down, let that guard down and just take a moment to go inside and then get it out of you, all of whatever the the thought is, the emotion. Um, and we're not looking for, you know, it doesn't have to be some sort of hyper-realistic thing. And not everybody has to go do an art show, right? Yeah, like if I decide, right. <laughs> if exactly. I decide to paint, I don't have to, I don't have exactly. to show my work. I can keep it private for very myself. personal. It can be very personal. I actually have an art journal where it's very personal. I never show it to anyone. And it's, it can be, you can make it into a collage. You don't actually have to draw anything. You can cut things out and put them together and stick it on, um, stick it on somewhere. And I have, I'm actually doing a, a manifestation collage at a workshop coming up soon where you're just putting down on paper what you want to manifest in your life. I mean, there's more to it, but essentially you can, you can do, anyone can do that at home, right? Um, there's, there's, when I was exploring my chakras, I actually wrote a poem to each one of them, wrote a poem to each one of my chakras. So those are things that you can do. Um, my root chakra was all about, you know, my relationship with my parents, my siblings, and my sacral was all about, you know, having a baby and how I wanted to have a baby really bad. And um, you, you can really make art out of anything and you don't need, I love one thing I also do with uh, clients. If it's virtual, sometimes when I'm talking, I have them coloring with colored pencils, you know, one of those adult coloring books. And it's actually, you actually take your mind to the same place that you're taking your mind when you meditate and you, you're just really relaxed and receptive to hear what it is that the, the someone's telling you so you can do that while you're listening to a podcast while you're listening to affirmations like I that it's magical like just put on your headphones start listening to some magic um some um affirmations and color and just come out of that and realize how relaxed you feel like how calm you feel how how much you absorb those affirmations just from relaxing your mind because not all of us can meditate like I know my um a lot of my students or clients have always like oh I have so much in my mind especially when you're new to it and you're just being introduced to meditation it can be intimidating so that's one way that I help clients kind of um it's kind of like training wheels for meditation right you're just you're doing something but you're listening and you're you're quieting your mind that's really interesting. I think that actually is a very cool technique. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't really thought about that. I love that. Um, so I know that you do workshops. You just mentioned doing virtual things. So you do, we do one-on-one clients as well, or yes. what sort of services do you offer as part of your? Uh, okay. So I have an offering of um, virtual one-on-one. And if you visit my website, there is a chakra series that you can sign up for where we will do seven weeks 
one hour sessions and you know, you'll have homework after we're done. Um, a lot of creative activities. I actually created a workbook around that course. And um, it has like journaling prompts, art activities that you can do at home, um, different things like that. And while we're on during the session live, we do do art together. So, you know, I'll have you um, utilize whatever, sometimes it's utilizing what you have. And sometimes it's me asking you to get something or me shipping you something um, to work through what, whatever issues you, that come up in your chakras, because not everybody's like one size fit all when it comes to this chakra journey. Oh right? yeah, of course not. So I like to customize it. If you think, if you think you need like that one-on-one guidance, I offer that as um, a virtual option. And then in person, if you can come in person, um, I, we do similar things in person. It's always a lot of fun. Um, It's community is just healing, right? I was just thinking that I was like, community art sounds amazing. I mean, there's a reason that those sip and paint things exist, right? Is there something very healing and there's a reason that uh, like yoga classes are mm-hmm. so popular you could do yoga at home you could do yep. yoga with the video you could do your own practice but the same way with art right there's something about being in community with that shared energy yeah. that is extremely healing in and of itself absolutely absolutely and that's what i'm trying to create is a community a community for people to feel comfortable and confident in expressing themselves and creating because think about it we came here to create mm-hmm. when, when the first human came here whatever story you decide to just subscribe to or believe there were I, I have to imagine that there wasn't much here but we started creating stuff right um cavemen didn't have homes and um electricity poles and <laughs> sure um, but they you know there's paintings on wall I do think I I say this regularly about my own art uh, if I think of dances and art which I definitely do Mm -hmm. uh, I always say you know dance is like a primal thing people want to do it people want to create and maybe it's not dance maybe it's painting or singing or poetry Mm -hmm. or a podcast or whatever but yeah I agree with you like there's something deep inside our souls that wants to express and to create and that does get sort of tamped down a lot what you were saying about comparison I do remember looking at my drawings and looking at other kids drawings and being like oh those aren't as good I guess I don't I guess I shouldn't draw right but there's something Mm -hmm. very powerful about the creation process yes Um, and you know I think it's possible that one of the reasons we're wandering through this world all so traumatized in some ways is that we don't have these creative artistic expressions easily available to us and I think that the work that you're doing is sort of helping to to right that wrong right so exactly exactly and I it's 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 great to see someone transform from their apprehension at the beginning of a workshop to just smiling from ear to ear because they're so happy with what they created um it it's an amazing feeling for not just me but everyone who's there, everyone at the workshop, they're, everyone's rooting, rooting each other on and cheering each other on, I'm sorry, and rooting for each other. Yeah. It's, it's really a beautiful experience. And 
truly you come from a place where you know that this art does heal, right? It, I have to imagine just from our conversations that you do credit the art with a lot of your healing journey. I mean, not everybody's going to have something as dramatic as being diagnosed with infertility and then, you know, 10 years later being able to conceive, right? That's not going to be everyone's story. But I think that what we're learning here is that art can be healing for a, a huge number of traumas and imbalances yeah. that people experience in their lives. Yes. It, it helped me process my, my own childhood trauma of being separated from my family. Um, it, it has helped me through grief, through losing people. Um, I lost my uncle last year and he has been a father figure to me for most of my life, all of my life. And, um, it was so hard. It was so hard for me, Sarah. It was, but the, you know, what the first, the, what I felt drawn to do paint paint and his birthday is coming up in a couple days happy birthday uncle and I he I have this painting of a falcon and that was his favorite painting that I made and he just loved this painting and he kept asking me to have it and I don't normally give my art away because it's very personal so I didn't give it to him <laughs> and <laughs> A couple of days ago, I just felt the urge to revamp this painting and I did that and it felt really good. It felt like I was connecting with him. So art can do a lot. It, it's not just about healing and fertility. It's, it's bigger than that. It's, it's, it's really um, transformative when it comes to trauma, grief, um, just being able to express like sometimes you have these big emotions and you don't have the words. You just don't have mm -hmm. the words right? Or there's too many words and you can't get, get it all out. Um, and this is the gateway, I think, to opening up and walking into your highness. I say your highness, and um, that's just my way of saying your highest self, right? I love that. So, so that's beautiful. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show and being vulnerable and sharing, because I know that's not easy to do in a public forum. So thank you. Um, thank that's you very, very me. brave. What is your website? You said you had a website? Yes. www.artistryheals.com. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Artistry Heals. Okay. Well, I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Um, and then you have a social media, you have an Instagram account with beautiful photos. Uh, share that with us. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, it's um, yeah, YA underscore YA highness at um, Instagram. That's so, your Instagram, right? Yep. Yeah, that's my Instagram. So actually, Yaya is my nickname. And um, those close to me call me Yaya. So it's just a play on words. With Yaya. I love <laughs> it. That's amazing. Well, thank you again for sharing your, your story and your insight and um, helping sort of let us explore visual arts, painting, and that as a healing modality. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. You too, Sarah. Bye. Bye.